Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my dear, dear friend, Carolyn Hidalgo. Um, She's joining us here today. Um, She is a soul relationship coach. And so she's here to talk to us a little bit about um, the spiritual side of flourishing today. And gosh, Carolyn and I, we have known each other. um, I think it's been 14 or 15 years now. I was thinking back, I think it was either 2008 (laughs) or 2009. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah, it's been a long time. And um, some people have heard this story um, from the summit because Carolyn was also one of the speakers at the She Flourishes Summit. And so when I first came to, when I first moved to Oakville and my kids were really little. And so I guess, yeah, back then they would have been about um, three three and five or something like that when we first met. And um, I was, you know, looking for other women in the community that were interested in personal development and all the things that I was interested in. And, you know, there are always those mummy groups where everybody talked about, you know, diaper rashes and things like that. But I was looking for more. Yeah. Indoor and, playgrounds, outdoor yes, playgrounds. Yes, right? The indoor and outdoor playgrounds. And I was always looking for those moms I could connect with. And then um, one day I saw at our local Whole Foods, there was, it said there was a meeting in this learning room at Whole Foods. It was a, a workshop um, with Mothers on Fire was the name of the group. And I walked in upstairs at Whole Foods and I walked into this group and they were studying the Eckhart Tolle book, A New Earth. And I walked into that room and Carolyn was one of the women in that room. And and I remember, and I've always say to people after that meeting, I was like, oh my gosh, I found my people. I found <laughs> the other moms that I can connect with. <laughs> oh, that's such a good feeling. <laughs> yes, yes. And so we've been friends really ever since, ever since we met that day. And um So Carolyn, um, as I said, she is a soul relationship coach. And just to tell you a little bit about Carolyn as well, she's a writer. She's also a former business executive. She's a wife and she's a mom to three beautiful um, adult children now. They're post-secondary students. She's also a certified life coach and she's been certified with the Coactive Training Institute. She's also certified in hypnosis and past life regression. And her soul mastery coaching work is um, what I love about the work that Carolyn does is she features um, an approach that includes the mind, body, spirit, and soul. And it focuses on trusting your inner truth. And Carolyn's vision is to help people live judgment-free in their relationships, especially in their relationship with themselves. So welcome, Carolyn. I can't wait to talk to you today about all of this. Thank you, Brenda. It's so good to be here. 
We love chatting. <laughs> we do. And this will be a test for us because Carolyn is, uh, again, one of my friends that we can talk for hours and hours. And um, so for us, we will, we will, um, we have, um, just so you know, we have talked ahead of time about what we're going to focus on today. Planning here. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we do have, we do have a, a, a plan here. And um, I did just want to start by saying that the reason I wanted to bring um, Carolyn on was because spirituality is is a big part of flourishing and positive psychology. And, you know, some people I know immediately they hear the word spirituality and they might think, oh, that's the woo-woo stuff, or it means, you know, organized religion. And, and that's not really what we're talking about here today. And Carolyn can explain more about that. But the reason why I wanted... Um, to talk to Carolyn about this is because in positive psychology, um, as you'll remember, or some of you that have followed the work I do or know about positive psychology, one of the key pathways to flourishing is meaning and purpose. And spirituality really fits into that piece. Um, it actually fits into a lot of the different different pathways to flourishing, including positive emotion and relationships and vitality and all those other things as well. Um, but it really does, a lot of it does, um, they do find that people that um, have a spiritual practice do have more positive emotion, a higher um, immune system. It's better for your overall well-being and better for your flourishing. So it really does fit um, into all of that. And I, I really hope um, my my um, wish and goal is that um, is for people to understand this more. And if you already have a spiritual practice, great. And if you don't, that you'll learn today about some of the things that you can do. So I've been doing a lot of the talking. So first of all, I know people love to hear a little bit about the background and story. And in your bio, we said that, you know, you were a former business executive. So some of the people might be wondering, you know, how did you go from that to being um, a sole relationship coach? <laughs> right. So this journey started earlier than I, I thought, but I wanted to share basically that I came from a family that was was traditional where I was doing what I thought was expected of me. You know, my parents are both physicians and there was that expectation of us doing something. I've got five siblings. So, <laughs> you know, there was the doctor, lawyer, accountant, dentist, kind of a group of acceptable professions and jobs that we were all encouraged to pursue down the road. And so when it was time to head into university, uh, there was this idea that we can pursue what was interesting for us, but behind the scenes was that, you know, expectation of, you know, I've got to do something that is going to be accepted in my family. Mm. Wasn't like a it didn't feel like a huge pressure at the time and I you know looking back I thought I was choosing what I wanted and I went into psychology feeling like that that was so interesting my first year. I loved it. And I was also there with my older brothers. You know, I had wanted to go away to university but it was like why go to university away when you can stay here in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was and really, when I think back, it's really so much of your influences are the people around you. So having that little bit of expectation there, and then my brothers were, 
one of them had friends who were in commerce. And so in the end, I, I was following psychology, but it was this, it wasn't a clear path for it for me. Mm -hmm. And there was this encouragement, you know, to do psychiatry instead of psychology, but I knew I didn't want to do medical school. It was just, I, I knew inside that wasn't the path for me for science and that wasn't resonating. And so I ended up just falling into commerce and accounting because it was such a secure, safe route to take. And, and I knew that through my brother's friends that the, the firms came to right on campus and recruited you basically mm. like the job was so safe and secure. Mm. And that really was a type of conditioning that I had growing up that I, you know, thought I, I fell into and I, and honestly, I didn't feel like it was pressured uh, at the time. It felt like, yeah, this is what I need to be doing. I it was mm. and like, I was adopting what was expected and it felt right at the time for me to go into that. And, the, and I really liked it at the time. I thought, you know, there's great people here. You know, I rose up to the VP position and in finance and administration, I had staff and, you know, I was learning a lot, all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, like, I don't think at the time we realized that we are so influenced. And until I left and started a family and felt like, okay, this is, I have everything. I'm, you know, my husband at Pricewaterhouse and, you know, it felt everything was aligned and I yeah. should not be like, I had a Mm. married home children i i have uh, my son and twin girls and i just felt completely blessed and all of that as a new mom but mm -hmm. something i felt missing mm. like something felt like there's more to this and i i couldn't put my finger on it that was that feeling and i knew once i had left and had become a mom something changed in me. Like I knew I wasn't going to go back. I didn't know how it was going to go forward because I thought, well, you need to have a job. Mm -hmm. However, I couldn't reconcile those two. Mm -hmm. And then I started following what I was passionate about writing. I was always you know, like, that was a strong subject for me in high school and writing papers in university. Yeah. And so once I started following my passion and doing what I liked, it also led me to life coaching and meeting you, Brenda, <laughs> on that early journey, right? Yes. Like the, uh, mothers on fire, friends yes. <laughs> within our circle. And just that first meeting and what happened was I, I met a mom and we were at the, really our kids were at the same preschool and she invited mm -hmm. me to uh, join a life coaching group at a time mm -hmm. when life coaching was one of those things that people didn't know, hadn't heard of. You know, yes. I had what a life coach was, you know, like, what is that? You know, and another group of women had been meeting for 10 years and I was just curious, to be honest. I was mm -hmm. like, I want to know what's going on with women getting together for 10 years. Like there's, there must yes. be something interesting there. And so we formed our own group and the first meeting I was, I was, hooked. I mean, I just thought this is it. I felt like I had met my people. I <laughs> yes. Felt this is a job, like someone can do this as a job. Yes. <laughs> right. And so I, I became a life coach. That was, I knew that it would tied kind of into my psychology interests from the beginning. So mm -hmm. I, I wanted to pursue that and do writing and, you know, blogging was becoming a huge thing back then. And so I was like, this is it. I want to 
pursue this. And that's how I ended up switching over. But the life coaching really was a stepping stone to this whole thing on spirituality. Because mm-hmm. once you start doing your inner work and you start you know, getting out of your box and out of your conditioning and realizing there's so many other ways that you can live your life and make different choices that you couldn't see before. Mm-hmm. Spirituality is this part of you that is that meaning and purpose. It's that, that was that little, that missing piece that mm-hmm. I was feeling before when you have children, like that is a spark of like huge divine, you know, the experience mm-hmm. of becoming a mom, right? That's yes. Yes. So it just took me over to, you know, reading all kinds of spiritual books. Um, j- I was like almost obsessed. I'd be like in the grocery store listening to, you know, the alchemist and the four green, <laughs> like all of these um, yeah. books. This is, this is why we get along, Carolyn. <laughs> Those are all the books I love to read too. Yeah. yeah like, and it's, it's fascinating yeah. to me. And I think it's, uh, well, It's not surprising, um, actually, but it's so interesting to me how many of us are in that situation where we're figuring out what to do with our lives or our career. And like you said, you know, psychology maybe wasn't a clear path, right? Unless you're going to be a psychiatrist or psychologist or, you know, get a PhD. Um, And so it was, and I think a lot of us, um, you know, it's because our parents or older brothers or whoever, you know, wanted that thing, like, what is the direct path? And I find like, even my son, he's been doing all his university applications. And I'm sure you've, you know, you with your, your kids with post-secondary, you you know, even then, and and it's so much money to go to university, right? And you're looking at this and even, you know, I was laughing with, um, when I was having a conversation with Gaia, um, Orion, and I was saying, you know, I'm the do what you love coach, but still it's like, um, okay, so where is that path leading you? And we're going to spend all this money on this, you know, this degree and where's that going? And even, you know, it is, it's like, it's so hard to sort of reconcile that because you think, well, what is this training me for? And what is this career training me for? So I think one, I just wanted to say, I think that's the experience of a lot of people. And I think it's still happening now. And with good, you know, people want that security or they're wondering, you know, what's next. And yet um, when we follow all of that, and like you said, you weren't being pushed into it, but there was a certain expectation, Mm -hmm. even a self-expectation maybe um, that after you did all the things and you had the big career and you followed all of that, you were like, well, I should be happy, Um, but something's missing. And I think that that is also an experience that, um, can happen, right? Where we think, okay, but I'm doing all the things. I'm doing the things society or my family or, you know, that this A plus B plus C was supposed to equal to a happy life. And why mm-hmm. why am I not, you know, and not that I'm unhappy, but why am I not feeling fulfilled? And so I I think that is a is um I'm sure some of the women, you know, listening will be feeling like, oh, that's a very, you know, possibly a very similar experience that they've had as well. Yeah, I do feel like we are conditioned with that need for certainty, right? There's so mm-hmm. much around that as the safety of knowing ahead of time what's the path. And there's that, you know, managing our fears around that. And so this spirituality is like the opposite of that. It's like trusting in something bigger and really having that faith that if I follow what resonates, uh, you will get there in a different way. You know, like it's such Mm -hmm. a, it's like a leap. And when you go down this path, 
it's you're going the opposite way, like inward, instead of having all the answers. I used to think uh, I was one of those people who thought all the answers were out there and other people like someone else was the expert. And I just had to go and learn what it was and follow that. And then I'll be successful. And the idea that the answers are within us, and we all sort of know this in general, that we have all the answers within us. I didn't understand exactly what that meant until I went on the spiritual path and realized, oh, there's this fragment of the creator in us that knows and it is the source of our inspiration and our creativity and our wisdom and all of that and trusting this deep inner higher voice that's part of who we are. And that is this path that I've been on now the last over a decade and Mm-hmm. And applying the the principles of what I call like universal spirituality. And it is this other way of navigating the world that I didn't know existed. Um, but so once what, you're, what, yeah. What do you say that again? Uh, what do you mean by, so you called it um, spiritual universality? Is that what you called it? Or universal spirituality. Sorry, yeah, universal yeah. spirituality. Yeah, universal spirituality. And it really was at the time that I had been in the coaching program. Uh, it was 2006, that The Secret came out. And that was a one of those big pivotal understandings that kind of brought everything together for me because I didn't have that awareness that we are energy. I didn't have the understanding that vibrationally and energetically, that was a huge universal reality, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, and, and spiritually, there's this, you know, um, awareness that if you understand who we are this way, you could navigate your world differently. And so when I saw the secret, there was a part of me that knew that religion, organized religion, everyone has their own belief systems, but it didn't make sense that we're all separate. Like somewhere along the way, I felt like there must be a universal piece to this, a common ground for everyone, right? And I couldn't see it. I would meet different religions and think, oh, that's that's a cool one. And this is an interesting one, right? Mm-hmm. But isn't there one, like, isn't there one universal higher power out there. And so that was what I started diving into and trying to understand how this all worked. And really this watching the secret allowed that door to open. And from there, because it talks about the law of attraction and, and underneath that was a lot of spiritual pieces that I didn't see and started to look into, you know, like the thinking grow it, the classics, you know, and as a man thinketh and Abraham's work. And just, there's a lot underneath there that helps you understand what is going on when you start to tap in words and listen to your higher voice and follow what, becomes signs and synchronicities. And mm. and when I was little, I, I had an accident where I was seeing this 1111, which I thought, you know, I, I didn't really understand what that was. And I'd forgotten about it as I got older. But then when I got back on this path and was reading all the spiritual writings, the 1111 showed up again a lot, mm. like so much that yeah, that I wanted to understand what that was. And so that mm. helped me understand that 
we are being guided, you know, like we have a guidance team and <laughs> they're here to help us. And it, and it's a nice, it's like a, like a feeling of comfort that, that we are part of a much bigger universe out here. Mm-hmm. So, and you said it was, so you had an accident when you were younger and that's when you first started seeing 1111. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. When I was six years old, I just had an accident. I was unconscious in the hospital. Um, I was, I was fine. It just, I remember seeing 1111 on the clock and, and having this feeling, and it's hard to describe this, but even as a child, I felt like it was almost like someone was showing me the sign. It was like, I kept seeing it. And, and then I kind of lost it. It's almost like you, that inner child, when you're a child and you have your imagination so open and mm-hmm. you can observe so many things, you have a different reality as a child. And then you get programmed with whatever, whoever's around you and how you understand the world comes from whoever is influencing you, right? So my world of mostly science and logic and all of that came in and slowly that world disappeared. Yes. <laughs> came back in again once you have kids and you start to bring back stories and imagination. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Seuss. And right. All it's the so true. And all the, yeah, the amazing newness of of what's possible mm-hmm. again right yeah. so then that's that's us tapping into our spirit that's us tapping into infinite possibilities and what you can create and so that whole um journey was like coming back full circle when mm-hmm. it started again and i and it's not just the 11-11, but understanding that there was there's a story behind that and uh, all of the other different kinds of time prompts. Mm-hmm. So say that. So, so um, some of our listeners um, <laughs> will be like, oh, yeah, 11-11. I know that. Um, and then others might be like, what is she talking about 11-11? <laughs> so and even even people that that talk about this even don't always agree. <laughs> so so tell us what so 1111 like some people will see if you see it on the clock like 1111 um and and so some people will say oh it's 1111 make a <laughs> wish right yeah. but then there's also um people that like there's there's a whole thing behind you know that numbers that there are signs and and uh, messages so can you tell us um what you mean because if people are going what are they talking about 1111 so just explain <laughs> what it means to you so what it means to me so i googled it finally because i didn't i, I it was happening so often brenda that i i i thought other people must be seeing this this can't just be me and so when i googled it back then a bunch of websites showed up. I mean, it's now, I mean, there's so many more <laughs> now when I, when I Google 1111, but back then one of them that came up led me down a path that had a story behind it. And the story goes that 1111 actually has to do with these 1111 angel type beings that tap us that was given the, the kind of permission to tap us so that they can remind us that we are more than just physical beings here that there is help out here uh that we have angels and guides and master teachers and past loved ones and all of them are here if you are open to that other experience and so it isn't just 1111 it's when you see it's in nature when you see birds that, you know, certain times all different animals can show up in your life to mean different things for you. 
at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, feathers, there's, there's a lot of different ones that people see. And really when we are in that space of connecting past the logical material world, it's like we have that experience of awe, you know, that like, mm. wow, like there's something more here and we know it inside yes. our being. And that place is like a space <laughs> that we're, we are going further into our truth, into mm. who we really are. And so it really is the reminder of who we are. Mm. These prompts. Mm-hmm. And the more you go down this path, the more often it happens till it starts happening. Like every day it happens now. Mm-hmm. Right? And every day it's a little bit of magic and, mm. and miracles. And you can start creating your life this way, which is why I love this journey for understanding that the, the relationship part of who we are and letting go of the judgment. The judgment comes in when we feel like, what's everyone thinking? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. am I doing it the right way? I should be doing it this way. And when we can start to let go of that and trust that we have the answers from our own experience, we know, we know what I call the higher, that the three values though, that I see in many different writings are truth, beauty, and goodness. So these are Say the- that again. These truth. truth, what is true for you, what is beautiful for you, and what is good for you. Mm. And I call these the trinity of being. And, you know, I can always just check in with, you know, is that true for me? You know, is this what's beautiful for me? And is this what's good for me? <laughs> and, and we know this on a very deep level, mm-hmm. what those are. And when we really honor that and we really trust that, no matter what anyone else says or does or thinks, and you just follow that, like that's following your bliss. That's when we are really aligned with who we are and what we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And we can trust that over anything else. That That's your light coming out and shining. And it, and it feels easy when we go there. It feels mm-hmm. like this is who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and it brings out your own you know, what I call your God-given personality, that that soul signature of who you are mm-hmm. gets lit and, and you're really in your joy. Mm-hmm. You feel like alive here. And that is is something that um, it's irreplaceable. I don't know how to mm-hmm. that. It makes It is that place where when you get to do that for your work, it does feel like you are doing that thing you love and earning a living out of it that right do it love and the money will follow like that level of um integration with who you are Mm -hmm. so yeah and it starts to flow right and so maybe you're in that career that you know you're you you started out in and and then it doesn't things don't always feel right you know like you said something's missing but then yeah when you get on that where you're when you're on that journey um where you are doing what you love and doing you know sharing your gifts and feeling like you're doing um what you're meant to be doing in the world um you do feel happier and you do feel connected and you you feel on track and and it's true like things just start to flow i i think of you know the river like you're not going upstream and i remember um in the summit you talked about and we how there's the mind, body, spirit, but also the soul. And I I know you really, you distinguish between spirit and soul and connecting. So can you say a little bit more about what you mean um, 
how you see them as being different? Yeah, because I used to hear the words mind, body, soul and mind, body, spirit interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Like they would talk about spirit and soul as if they were the same thing. And so I have my own, you know, spiritual mentors and I would ask, what's the difference between these things? So I'm going to share, this is what I understand the soul to be. So the soul is this part of us that I think of like, a trust fund, like where you add, we're you're adding some some sort of monetary value to a, tr- uh, a trust fund, and it grows over time. And our soul is like this container or a soul trust where we are here experiencing life and having ex- valuable experiences. And our soul is that container that holds those experiences, those experiences of truth, beauty, and goodness, and anything that allows our soul to grow gets put into this soul trust. And I think of it as like the cash record some people know about. It's that record of what is valuable for you here. And some of some people think of our, our, our earth life here as a school, right? And we're learning and growing here. And that purpose of us having our own experiences and choosing what works for us here that gives us the life that we want that is loving and beautiful and good and true that is our soul our soul growing and it's the eternal part of us so when can you we give sorry to inter- can you give an example of what would be something that would allow your soul to grow like a, a specific example just to help people understand this concept Yeah. So, and a lot of times it's the hard experiences that we have, you know, when we get into difficulty with people and we choose to navigate that journey in a way that is patient or loving and compassionate. And, and it's hard sometimes to find that part of us in, in there, not take things personally Mm -hmm. and so on. Right. So we learn, how do we navigate this connection? That's why I'm so focused on relationships because once we, once we master this, everything's so much easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we show up and we have differences and we can learn to really listen and understand why is someone doing what they're doing, saying what they're saying and navigating their world the way they are, even when it doesn't make sense to us and we're confused or we might be really angry about what mm-hmm. we're seeing over there, but we mm-hmm. can stay in that place of curiosity and compassion and non-judgment that would be a, you know, it's a navigation. Usually a lot of times we got to go through stuff to get there. You know, I have to fight (laughs) and disagree and go through some process before we get to the place where I accept that, you know, we're different. We have our own different way of seeing the world. We each have our own experiences here, but we can learn how to accept that we're on our own journey here. You know, I'm not here to tell someone how to live their life. And I'm not going to listen to how someone tells me to live mine. You know, freedom Mm -hmm. is that piece of us that we all want. So we want to have that, we have to give it. And so that kind of experience that we have with so many people in our lives, right, on this Mm -hmm. journey is part of our soul growth. That's Mm -hmm. one of the big ones. That's the hardest one, I would say. Yes. Right? Definitely. Definitely. So that's that's really helpful. Um, It makes me think of... um, Carolyn 
Miss or my yes, Miss, I think is how you say her name, and yeah. uh, her book um, Sacred Contracts, and how yeah. she talks about um, how there's you know possibly we have you know a contract before we have before we're born that right. there's certain people that we might run into that challenge us. Um, but that we we already knew even maybe ahead of time that we were that person was supposed to show up in your life to help you to have maybe even a difficult experience um, and to grow from that. So whether people believe that or not, um, it's just it makes me think of that, that, mm-hmm. you know, those difficult things or difficult people, um, difficult relationships um, can actually, you know, getting through them and coming out the other side can be something that can help us our, to grow and help our soul to grow. Yeah, I always think of the everything as an opportunity, you know, like if something's difficult that shows up, you know, we can choose to look at that as that opportunity, you know, can what will I do with this now that this is here? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I have all this free choice now and how I'm going to respond to this. And so will I take that opportunity and learn a lesson here? Or am I going to be upset and get into this whole drama with it? Right. So, so our soul could not grow potentially too. Like just because the opportunity is there doesn't yeah. mean we your <laughs> mission. Just, if you choose to accept it, right? You may choose to like, it's okay. I don't want my soul to grow. <laughs> no, I'm not going to learn that. I don't want to deal with that. And they always say this, that if you walk away from this and you haven't learned it, then it will show up again mm. and you will have to face it again. Mm. Right. Because our soul wants to grow. You know, we, we want to have that life we don't really want the same things it's just mm-hmm. how to get there mm-hmm. so all of the the times that show up in our lives are opportunities and when you want to look at it that way and then you can learn from that then the next time you'll have mastered that one and then there's there may be another one <laughs> so but overall we're expanding that light within us and and our soul is growing along the way. And what about the spirit? So if that's the soul, then what? how do you differentiate that with the spirit then? So the spirit is this part of us that I call, we call this different names, but it's that fragment of God within us. It's the, some people call it the creator, the universe, or that higher power, your higher self. Some people call it your intuition, but it's that all powerful, all knowing, all um it's it's the source of love within us and it's that to me that's you know writers call it our muse you know (laughs) that that when we want to write for example and we call that in you know we're writing we're co-creating uh some sort of story or some sort of art form in the form of writing and so that applies to everything like when you can apply that to your whole life and you have that source and you can trust that we're all walking around with this fragment of something that's divine within us. It's a comforting feeling to know this. And when you practice it and, and can apply this and see that it works and everyone can do this, it is really cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. And people do have different names for this. And so, mm-hmm. Carolyn, you're calling it a um, your divine, um, fra- divine fragment. fragment, divine or fragment. Spirit. spirit of God is the yeah. spirit. And yeah. for some people, it can be, um, you know, I'm just thinking in, for context too, like that feeling of feeling connected to something higher, like a higher purpose or, or something bigger than yourself. So for some people, 
um, they might feel this being part of like a movement, like toward, you know, working uh, a group, working together towards something can sometimes feel this, this connection or even at a concert, right? People will say they feel this connection to the group and something bigger and something or nature. Some people get this feeling um, being connected, connected to nature. And I know, you know, with what you believe it's, it's the divine fragment and it's, it's a higher, you know, a higher power. Um, but it, yeah. it can be for some people it can be, but it's that connection. It's that feeling. Um, so spirit is that, that connection to something that awe or that transcendent emotion that you have, that there's something bigger um, that you're connected to. Yeah. And I really do think of it as that one source fragmented itself into everyone. <laughs> that's kind of how I think about it. And we are part of that. And that's how we are connected. You know, so I mean, I'm not going to get into all this, but the Trinity, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it It made sense to me when I understood what the Trinity was, you know, so yeah, that's another. Yeah. yeah. And that's different faiths and different <laughs> and different ideologies, right? Or different, different ways of approaching spirituality. But I think there is um, definitely there, there is, you know, when we look at when we study human emotion, um, right. there are transcendent emotions. And so awe. Um, is one gratitude is another hope love all of these feelings of and they are feelings that connect us um, to something um, and give us that feeling of of being connected to something greater um, than ourselves. Yeah. So and I, and so you're so good at this with um, how helping people to connect with that. Um, so I want to ask you some practical tips to do that. And but before we get into that, I also wanted to ask you um, because you're talking here about creativity. And I know that, you know, your kids are really connected. Um, your daughters are both in the creative field. My daughter is as well. And your um, son has, you know, found his direction and what he loves to do and his studies and his work in the world. And so I know, um, you know, how would you say that you can be successful at kind of tapping into that creativity or this, this piece that because people like you're talking about the muse or, you know, how do you how do you connect with that? Um, what would be your your thoughts on that for people that want to do more of that? Yes. Yeah, so becoming a mom and <laughs> spending all this time in conversations with our kids, I as I started to learn this stuff, I just started passing it down. And so quite early on, I was telling them these ideas of how who you are and how this kind of works and so they early on had this bigger understanding of themselves and so they were having experiences like my daughters would both of them because one of them is interested in filmmaking the other one is interested in music scoring now they would themselves have experience of you know what we call channeling like being able to tap into their higher self and and have writing come out you know like that they feel like wow i don't know where this came from you know i was writing and they would show it to me i was like whoa you know i was amazed at at what they could create you know ideas in their mind about my one daughter who studies film now she would just tell me that all these ideas would come in whole stories that she could visualize in her mind you know she'd have just lists and lists of all these ideas And to me, that was, and I could tell her this, this is you with your higher power, right? Mm. Coming up, this is where inspiration comes from. Mm, That spark, right? That That spark of inspiration. Spark of the creator is coming from there. And just the awareness of that, 
so that she understood that there is kind of a process here. There's a place where this comes from and they just trust it now. Like uh, my daughter who is doing the music, like she had experiences of just saying, Oh, you know, I was journaling and this whole song just came into my head, right? This whole, and then she would have to try to grab it. You know, she, she'd say, you know, because she learned how to take, you know, she could write it all out before she forgot about it um, because it just would rush in. And when you study creativity, that is a common experience of how creativity works, that it just flows in and to witness that, when my girls would have these experiences was remarkable. Like I just thought, wow, it's true. <laughs> you know, they are, you do have those moments. And even for myself, as I was doing on this journey and coaching with clients and, and when I was, when I would write, you know, just sometimes it just was so easy. The words would just come out of me and I wouldn't be in, you know, we talk about our left brain and our right brain and how our left brain is like the logical, you know, think through and, you know, have a plan and all of that. And then the right brain is this other creative side of us that allows, you know, it, it has a space for our self with that part of us to create, to Mm co-create. And so when I can slow down and, and really tap into, I want to have like whatever intention I have for my writing, or a lot of times when I'm speaking to a client, what comes out of me, I know is being, is co-creative. It, it's just blowing. I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. It's just coming out. And I'm like, did I say that? <laughs> you know, like, was that me? You know, when you're writing, sometimes you have that experience of, did I actually write this? And so my girls would be having that experience mm-hmm. with the, with the work that they're doing in, in the field of art and in the artistic area. And so it's so amazing when you start to understand and unpack how creativity works and it's for all of us like all of us yes. are creative, right yes and and it shows up for people in different ways like mm-hmm. definitely with with writing and music and you know it 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 seems like okay it's something that rushes in but it can happen um where people where you get into that flow state um where you're just like you lose track of time or you're one with the music you're you know, and, and it happens at, um, it can happen at really interesting times that people will say even like in sports or something, right. They'll just feel like everything is flowing. Or I remember, um, sometimes when I'm speaking, mm-hmm. I'm doing like a speaking engagement and everything just is flowing and the questions from the audience and, and everything. And sometimes I'll even just like something wasn't planned in my notes, like you're saying, but it's mm-hmm. like, I just get this really strong feeling that this is something I need to share, or this is a story that has comes to me. And, and then later someone will come up and say, thank you so much for sharing that. I really needed to hear that today. And, and you get that validation too, right? But it, it's, you don't even know where it's coming from. It's just yes. this, this feeling um, that you feel very strongly and, and you don't, you're not even really thinking about it either. Like sometimes it's just happening because it's in that flow. And, and there is a whole, um, if you're interested in this topic, there's, um, a book on flow, right? The you've probably heard of uh, Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, one a positive psychologist, and they talk about this whole flow state. Um, and so creativity, you know, that's something that you're you're tapping into that, and it does. It feels like again something connected, something outside of yourself um, that that you get you get in touch with. Um, and just, I also have to just make a note here that so um, Carolyn's talking about her her twin daughters, and so one of them, Leah Hidalgo, she's actually the one. So 
the beautiful music that you hear in the intro and outro of the She Flourishes podcast was actually created by Carolyn's daughter. So that was original music that was created specifically for um, this podcast based on, you know, meeting with Leah and um, her knowing the intention of of this work. So, um, and her intention of the pot or my intention with the podcast. And so Leah was able to um, create, and, and it's it's fascinating to me um, how she can score music and it's, it's incredible. Um, so getting so to the, <laughs> I know I'm so, I love what she, she was so wonderful to work with and I, I'm so, and, and you can actually hear the guitar and that's Leah playing guitar. If you can hear the guitar um, when you listen to the intro and outro, everyone's going to be listening for that now. That's Carolyn's <laughs> daughter. So Carolyn, um, getting into now the practical side of, you know, if people are saying, okay, this is all great, but I don't really, you know, maybe I, they have those fleeting moments of connection with that this, you know, feeling these feelings of transcendence or awe or feeling spirit or feeling moved. Um, and maybe it's really fleeting and they don't really know how to tap into it or they want more of it. Um, what would you recommend for people to kind of get connected with this, this um, so there's the, you know, the mind, body, spirit and soul. So how do you get connected with, with your spirit and with your soul? So the biggest piece that I really believe in is that early morning, like an early morning practice. And it's carving out sacred time for yourself. And to me, it's like building a spiritual muscle. Like we take care of our our mind with, you know, the food and sleep and, you know, all of the things that help us focus. And we exercise and, you know, take care of our body. And, you know, emotionally, we <laughs> practice all of the things we need to stay strong and emotionally resilient and so on. But our spirit is that one that kind of forget about, like that we need to to really practice and take that mo- those moments. And I know it can feel really, our lives feel really full these days and there's so much distraction out there. And it's why I've always felt like it's so important to value this for yourself and what i found was it it started out and when i started doing so busy with the kids and and just everything and life was just full and it started out really small like just waking up in the morning and not jumping out of bed and rushing to get things done right it was slowing down first and i would i would say the serenity prayer to start out with you know, that God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, right? That prayer. And and it's such a simple, simple prayer that we can start with just to get us connected. So it can be anything. It can be a poem. It can be just you having a gratitude, right? It's just this place where we connect with that higher part of us. And it is this relationship we have with a higher part of, of you. Like when we foster that relationship, we're building something really important in our lives. This is the most important relationship you have. So however you do this, and it, it it's like when we're saying a gratitude, we're really saying thank you to who? <laughs> this is, you know, this to me is like, we're thanking something bigger than ourselves here and having faith in something bigger than ourselves here. So when we stop and take a moment, we are trusting in a friendly universe. We're trusting that we are being taken care of. And if we don't slow down to to acknowledge that, even just in that first few moments waking up, that's how simple it can be. And that's how mine started. Super short, um, but intentional. And 
and very much something that felt like it it could give me that spark in the morning you know like when you do this in in a routine and you wake up and you don't jump out of bed it, it's like setting yourself up for your day like when you you can just set out an intention for the day and just wake up first thing and say today i'm gonna have this intention and you can make it whatever like you're that's why i feel like having a soul theme helps you know when you have that mm-hmm. word already in your consciousness there it can set your day in motion when you put that out there into the world you know it's like today i'm gonna have peace you know today mm-hmm. i'm gonna work with patience like today i'm gonna something right yes. so it just helps us practice being in that space of co-creating and if we don't practice it we can't build that spiritual muscle so mm-hmm. when when i do it now it's it, it grows and grows and grows until you have something that you can build all four pieces <laughs> and so today what i do is i have a song that i will love and i call that these songs like my these are like my my god fragment songs these are like my my songs that feel like God's talking to me, that part, that higher part of me is talking to me. And you'll find that there are like love songs out there that that feel like I'm connected to that higher part of me. And the first time I heard this, I told you this story before, but Eternal Flame from the 80s, the yeah. Bangles. You know, I, I had to laugh because I'm like, <laughs> the Bangles? Really, Carol? <laughs> <laughs> it was so like it, can, it can come from anywhere, right? But these songs, it's, but it's how it lands with you, right? That song <laughs> and the words of Eternal Flame. It, um speak the, to you right yes they so they spoke to me and it was like it was an aha moment when i realized oh my gosh some of these songs are you know some people say like your soulmate is really this part of you is your soulmate you know people like to think their soulmates out there somewhere and they're gonna find them but it's really when you realize this part of you is the one that can provide all the things you need like when we say we need to love ourselves first Mm-hmm. Right. Where does that come from? It, it's like when you're connected to the source of what love is. So when we have that, then we can go out into the world and find that connection that we're looking for, connections yeah. that are out there in all of our relationships that we have. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that uh, songs and we also know music is such a huge, uh, you know, I'm sure the people listening here have had that moment when they're thinking about something and a song comes on the radio and they're, and it's like, you know, they start and listen to the words and it feels Mm. like exact song that they needed to hear. I mean, how often has that experience? Yes. Yes. It it happens to me. Like, and sometimes, yeah, I'll be driving and a song will come on the radio and and I'll start crying and I'm like, Oh my goodness, the words in that song. So it's good to pay attention. So what I'm thinking too, when you're talking about this is we should start like at some sort of soulful or spirit or whatever you want to call it um, playlist that what are those songs that speak to you? Or what is it? Like you said, the intentions, or maybe it's something like the serenity prayer, or maybe it's a poem or a quote or journaling, like it can be different for everyone, but just taking that time to connect with that part of yourself that, and and you know, what I noticed is that, and what I noticed when I talked to, um, whether it be through the podcast or um, conversations I have with other coaches and conversations in the summit, a lot of the advice was 
take time to get quiet with yourself, right? To listen to that inner voice or that inner. And how do you do that? Well, you need to create, and Carolyn, you're so good at this, right? Creating those rituals to, so you can allow yourself to connect with, with your inner spirit. Yeah. And for me, music is such a big, has been such a big part of my life with the girls major musical theater and, and all, and just Mm. how, much a part of my life music has been I've always loved musicals and so so having a song in conjunction with the movement so I have created a way to do you know we're all going to find movement some way and sun salutations is what I do listening to a song so I'm in the in a state of both movement and hearing and connecting. And it's like to be able to pull it together and have your mind, body, soul, and spirit all connected in some Mm -hmm. kind of ritual, you know, so I light candles and it's early in the morning, everyone's asleep, it's quiet. And that's a time when you can really focus on your own sense of who you are and feel that those emotions that do come up. I've, I've had songs come up and once you start putting a playlist together, you should hear the songs that just come on on their own. Right. It's like, Whoa, why did that song come on? Like, especially if you just let the Spotify do it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what will come in so many times. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe the song, this other song mm-hmm. you know, that shows up randomly after. So like there's some kind of magic that goes on when you start to do this more and more. And you do get emotional, like you have this, it hits you and you feel like um, you feel loved, you feel connected. This is another time when a lot of new ideas come in for me, like a lot of just, um, I would say, it's like the, the inspirational types of thoughts are coming in in the morning. And I feel like if we don't do this as a practice, we lose touch with this real part of who we are, this true sense of who we are. And we want to live our life true to ourselves. So if we don't do this, we're constantly bombarded by everyone else's stuff. And we can so easily get trapped mm-hmm. into thinking that's the way we should do it. And we're so into the competitiveness and thinking I need to follow whoever X, Y, Z, you know, it's mm-hmm. um, if you don't get grounded and stay with what you know resonates with you and practice co-creating on a regular basis, we slip and we, mm-hmm. we start to fall into the trap of believing that some other person's life is the way we're supposed to be living. And it's not, mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. to find and connect with the way our gifts are and who we are and the highest source of wisdom is right here within us. So if you can do this practice, everyone is going to have their own experience with this. And it's it's so cool because I've shared this, these ideas with my clients. And I mean, this stuff, they come back and tell mm-hmm. me afterwards. I mean, it's remarkable mm-hmm. what happens because you do start really creating your own life in a way that's true for you. And it's like you're bringing heaven on earth, right? Mm -hmm. It's a really amazing way to live that feels a lot easier, uh, flowing. It feels there's magic every day and you don't need an alarm anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're excited to get up and, and start the day. Yeah. 
It's beautiful. And thank you for that, Carolyn. And I needed to hear that today. It's so important to take that time. And, and I think then you stand in your power and you're you're more grounded and and you're not being pulled this way and that way, but you're you you can stay truer to yourself and as well when you do that. So thank you. And um, oh, this is such a big topic. And um we need to, um, it's time to wrap up with a question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. And that is, if there's one thing that you would recommend people could do to, or women can do to flourish in their lives, what would you recommend? For for me, it really is this understanding that you are carrying a spark of the creator in you. It's like the red shoes in, in the wizard of Oz, right? It's like, you always had them with you and you just didn't know to use them. And so when you remember that and you can trust that it doesn't feel so heavy, right? Like we put so much pressure on ourselves and if we can trust and surrender into this part of us and align, you know, our free will with this higher will, right? You can co-create anything. I mean, it really is miraculous when you mm-hmm. slow down and, and know that that high vibe is there for us to connect with. If we could take that time to trust it and trust ourselves that we were given this ability to do this and always had this. So I have this quote I wanted to share because it really pulled it all together um, this is, this is, uh, I love reading MDs because that's growing up <laughs> in a family. <laughs> uh, so this is Christian Northrup's book, um, Making Life Easy. And it's how the divine inside can heal your body and your life. And she writes, when we acknowledge the divine part of ourselves, God coming through us as us, the whole ball game changes. Life just works. If we align and co-create, with the divine, our souls, and our spirits, life becomes a grand and exciting adventure of consciously bringing spirit into matter and reveling in our physical bodies while knowing that we aren't our bodies. We are no longer ignorant victims of our circumstances. We are powerful players in the game of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Thank that's you. the one thing I want people to remember that you are a powerful mm-hmm. player in this game of life. That is, that is so um, powerful. Thank you. And I will, we will include that quote in the show notes along with them where, where, and and, um, from Christian Northup and um, Carolyn, how can people connect with you afterwards? If they would like to um, hear more about the work that you do in the world and connect with you and you do, you know, soul coaching, spiritual um, and soul relationship coaching, how can they connect with you? The best way to find me is on my website. So carolynhidalgo.com, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-H-I-D-A-L-G-O.com. And you can pick up my free judgment-free guide there and join my community online where I write and share a lot of these ideas about spirituality and living judgment-free and just up-leveling your life with infusing spirit into your world. yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you very much, Carolyn. So we will put your website in the show notes as well. And thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all of this insight and knowledge. And uh, I am just so grateful to you for, for being here today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. 
I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.